It was the season of baked asphalt, dry hardpan backyards, and boiled-over tempers that flared red long after the sun would journey below the horizon. So much change for so many, that summer of heat and boots, though Virgil Jones knew full well the one name they would never call him again, Boot, was a part of his past now a past where the heat barreled on, an oppressive undertow that became the undoing of so many, the death of an unfortunate few. Virgil was on patrol driving south on U.S. 31, about halfway between Kokomo and Indianapolis. He had the air conditioner set to maximum, and that kept the temperature in his cruiser at about 80 degrees. A heat wave had stalled out over the middle of the country a few days ago, and if you were outside for more than five minutes, even in the shade, the humidity landed on you like a water balloon tossed from a second-story balcony. It was so bad you could see the air. The blacktop, a half-mile out, shimmered in the heat, and Virgil thought it looked as though at any moment he might drive headlong into a pool of mercury. His shift was scheduled to end in less than half an hour and he was only a mile away from the convenience store when he got the radio call of two males engaged in a verbal argument that threatened to turn into something much worse. He hit the switch for the light bar, then punched the gas pedal, and when he did, the police interceptor engine and his Crown Victoria responded with ease. Traffic in the immediate area was light, and he ran his speed up to over 100 miles per hour, the tires gliding across the greasy, heat-soaked asphalt. He would be on scene in less than forty seconds. If he would have glanced at himself just then, in the rearview mirror, he'd have seen the smile on his face. The convenience store sat along an access road just off the highway. The entrance was at the far end of the lot, and Virgil was forced to drive past the store along the perimeter road before he could turn back into the parking area. The cause of the altercation was clear. Two vehicles, one a clean, dark-blue, mid-sized sedan, the other a dull red and rusted pickup, sat nose to tail, the rear bumper of the pickup firmly embedded into the headlight of the sedan. Two white males stood just to the side of the damaged vehicles. Virgil tried not to draw any conclusions as to which vehicle belonged to each driver, though it seemed obvious. One of the men wore a pair of cut-off jeans and a sleeveless shirt, the other a business suit. There were two small children in the cab of the pickup, their hands and faces pressed against the rear window, their expressions a mixture of both fear and familiarity. A small crowd had gathered around the front door of the convenience store, but no one was making any sort of attempt to curtail a situation that was rapidly escalating out of control. The men, both red-faced and angry, pointed their fingers at each other, but their words were lost to the road noise and air conditioning of Virgil's squad car. Then, in an instant, it went from full throttle to fuck it, when business suit shoved sleeveless in the chest and knocked him to the ground before walking away. Virgil burped his siren to get their attention, but at the same time sleeveless jumped up, reached into the bed of his pickup, and pulled out a piece of steel rebar. He hesitated for just a moment, but the look on his face left little doubt about his intentions or his state of mind. Business suit faced Virgil as he approached, his back to his adversary, unaware of what was about to take place against his person, and even though Virgil pointed at him and hit the siren again as a warning, it had no effect. Virgil braked to a stop, 
Just as Sleeveless swung a rebar and hit business suit across the backs of his thighs, the suit dropped to his knees and his jaw enhanced with shock and pain. Virgil jumped out of the car, unholstered his weapon, and pointed it at Sleeveless. Drop the bar. Do it now. No, no, don't even think about it. Just drop it. Sleeveless looked at him, but he was too far gone by then, the flat of his eyes a sign of what was to come. He raised the piece of rebar high above his head, his yellow teeth bared, the tendons of his tattooed arms as tight as leaf springs, and when he stood up on his toes and started to swing the bar again, he left Virgil no choice at all. He fired two shots, and they both hit their target. Sleeveless was dead before he hit the ground. Virgil wasn't smiling anymore. That was twenty years ago, and it was the only time he'd ever fired his weapon as a police officer. It was also his first day out of training, no longer a boot, riding solo as an Indiana State Trooper.